Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. These teams that you make on this app, are you even winning? Mm, not yet. It's better to win on Crick Bazi contest. Watch Crick Bazi on HD Smartcast YouTube channel and win exciting gifts on the daily Crick Bazi ka Bazi gal contest. Crick Bazi on HD Smartcast YouTube channel. Click on the bell icon to never miss a chance to win. Subscribe to HD Smartcast for more podcasts. Welcome to this episode of Kicks for Free in which we discuss all things football. I am Bhargav Sharma and with me is Timan Sarkar. Messi In a lot of ways, the Champions League this season has felt different. One semi-final has teams with no titles between them and the other has 14. But 13 of them are with Real Madrid. And for the first time since 2004-05, there were no Cristiano Ronaldo uh, or Lionel Messi in the quarterfinals. Uh, adding to the already surreal atmosphere created by the huge banners covering empty stands and Real Madrid playing at their training ground. Now, Messi and Ronaldo have won uh, nine Champions League titles between them, and they have shared the award for the world's best player every year between 2008 and 2017, uh, with Messi winning it again in 2019. But while they're playing in their domestic leagues, one from Kylian Mbappe and Phil Foden will play in the Champions League final. The old order changed, Diman. Um, yeah, well, but they said the same thing about Roger Federer, uh, didn't they? And he shows no signs of stopping mm. yet. Uh, ditto Faf Duplessis in the IPL. But I do get your point. Uh, someday, Messi and Ronaldo will stop. And this could be the season where we get an idea of who the stars of tomorrow will be. And yes, continuing on the point about this being an unusual season, we can just see where Juventus is finishing in Serie A after winning it for nine mm-hmm. straight seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you know, I think the bigger point about uh, the Champions League semi-finals this time is the game between PSG and City. Mm-hmm. Or the games between PSG and City. I mean, you can call it El Casico, you can call it El Gasico, you can call it whatever uh, pejoratives you want to call it. But they may have well laid a marker for a new order in a competition that has so far set great store by old money and elite clubs. Mm. And yeah, I mean, when you're talking about Messi and Ronaldo and the kind you mentioned 2004-05, I mean, look at how the game has changed from that. And the, 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 their longevity uh, mm. is, is, you know, is, is, is incredible because the game has also changed while they continue to be relevant. I mean, when they started, we never had a situation where goalkeepers would be initiating moves. I mean, Ederson yeah. and Allison are doing what I don't think many goalkeepers would do at the time uh, Messi and Ronaldo started out. I mean, I think I think Ederson, just by virtue of his left foot, could be an outfield player. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be. 
the accuracy of his passes etc so he is like so, a deep lying playmaker in a sense he is he is he is and and uh, credit to pep guardiola for you know changing goalkeepers and so many other things that he's changed uh, philip mm. lam uh, at bayern and you know mm. manuel neuer started this so you know the game has changed and yet in this changing scenario also these two players have continued to be relevant mm. and uh, You know, the 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 game has changed. Further proof of the game has changed. Well, an American is taking charge at uh, RB Leipzig now. How many people thought that an American would be a coach at uh, a top team in Bundesliga, one that finished third, I think, last year? Hmm. So, more change here. Hmm. What's happening is PSG now have become the knight in shining armor. Hmm. They are being looked upon as the saviors of the Champions League. So, you know, indeed, yes, the times they are a changing. Yeah, and there has been the small matter of the Super League crisis that <laughs> threatened matter, to split yes. football for a couple of days. Uh, but yes, uh, I mean these are strange times for the world in general and football in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. And as far as Ronaldo and Messi are concerned, um, I do believe they still have uh, a few years left in their playing careers. Uh, Ronaldo has already said uh, that he wants to continue till forty. Uh, and if Messi leaves Barcelona, some of uh, Europe's elite clubs will definitely be ready to pounce. Uh, now, when we talk about these two players approaching the last few years of their careers, we must remember that both Ronaldo and Messi are still the top scorers in their respective leagues this season. Um, I mean, Ronaldo is not winning the league title with Juve, uh, and Messi may not either uh, with uh, Barcelona. He may also. He may. Yeah, he may. Uh, I mean, you never know. They are just two points behind yeah, yeah. Atletico, uh, right, but right. Uh, but individually, it hasn't been a bad season for either players. Uh, and while uh, they are conspicuous by their absence deep in the Champions League, uh, the top scorer this season in the tournament has been Erling Haaland, uh, with Kylian Mbappe second in the list. Uh, these two are setting the bar uh, really high. I mean, given their ages at the moment, one is twenty, one is twenty-two. Uh, and it has been pleasing uh, to see the growth of uh, someone like Phil Foden. Uh, I mean, some City fans like to call him the Stockport Iniesta, uh, mm. and he really is showing a lot of potential uh, in this extremely talented side. So maybe who knows? He can go on to emulate someone like Iniesta, fifteen twenty years down the line. And against PSG, I still believe City have a big task ahead of them. Uh, I mean. An attack of Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria—they can carve open any defense mm. on that. And Di Maria is in great form. He's, yeah, he, he is. He, he turned it on. He turned it on the other night. He is. I mean, when he left United, everyone thought, okay, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, he's probably passed it. But no, I mean, he has been <laughs> at at yeah. the top of his game for all these years. Yeah, interesting point that you talk about Di Maria now. You know, it's I suddenly look at the kind of influence that Cavani is having on United now, and yeah. then he's what thirty-four. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, if if Cavani, Di Maria, maybe who knows? You know, Messi and Ronaldo can really continue for a few more years because the players do tend to live, play longer these days, and they're they're fitter, yeah. they're more aware. They do, and yeah. sports science, uh, I mean, medical science, uh, absolutely improved so much in the last few years. So definitely, the longevity of players uh, has increased. Uh, but again, I mean, coming back to the PSG City game, uh, I mean, PSG mm-hmm. in particular have been very good away from home. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. just look at their last three away games in the Champions League. They have beaten Bayern, they have beaten Barcelona, and Man United away from home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when they head to 
Etihad, I still think that they have a very good chance uh, of turning things around uh, and by no means are they out of this contest. No, absolutely not. As, as, as Marquinhos, uh, who made such a good comeback, uh, you know, back in the Champions League, is heading that goal. He said that, you know, there is no point in us going there mm. if we don't believe we can turn it around. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, it, and it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, an attack that has Di Maria, that has Neymar, that has Mbappe, is extremely fast on the counter. Mm. And, and City do have a tendency to move their defence uh, up the park. Mm. You know, it... Anything can happen. Uh, having said that, I really have liked the way City have kept their composure in the Champions League. You know, hmm. Guardiola, because of his past experience with City, has overthought things, has overwrought things. Uh, you know, even last year uh, in, in the Champions League quarterfinals. But this time, hmm. they have really been calm in the way they've gone about the business, both in the hmm. Champions League and in the Premiership recently. So hmm. they trailed against Dortmund. And they won. They mm. trailed against Aston Villa in the Premiership, and they won. Mm. And then they trailed 15 minutes into the game. They trailed against uh, PSG in Paris, and they end the game stronger. I mean, you know, mm. Foden could have scored that night in Paris, and that could well have been that. Mm. So this is not. I get the feeling, you know, mm. like you said, a, a, a team that has Neymar and Mbappe can carve open any defense. But you do get the feeling that this is not the city that would lose big. Once teams expose their defense, and this is not the city that took in five goals against Leicester. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. Hmm. But you know, before we get that, Bhargav, tell us about your experience of seeing Mbappe explode uh, in the 2018 World Cup when you were there. You know, seeing it hmm. first and seeing it live, seeing it from the stands. Oh, I mean, he was phenomenal throughout that tournament, and he was what 18 uh, at that point. So, uh, I mean, I remember him part- particularly, uh, I think he was 19, yeah. But anyway, I mean, he was still a teenager mm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. remember him particularly in the uh, round of 16 when uh, France were playing Argentina and nice. uh, the Argentine defense just couldn't cope with him. Uh, and we were sitting, the press box where we were sitting, it was just behind a large uh, section of Argentina fans. Uh, even okay. Diego Maradona was there. He was just a few... Ah. Uh, meters ahead of us and uh, all of them he was surrounded by Argentina fans and they were very loud I mean they, I, you have been there you have been to Argentina <laughs> games and you know how loud Argentina fans are yes, yes, so yes. Uh, I mean I remember that whenever there was a transition and particularly when the ball fell to Mbappe I mean most of the stadium went quiet and around 80% <laughs> of the stadium on that day was uh, filled with Argentina fans so he really gave nightmares to those uh, Argentine <laughs> fans. Uh, and in the final as well, I mean, he not only scored a goal, but uh, he really was crucial to uh, tiring out uh, the Croatian team uh, because all of Croatia's games had gone into extra time or penalties. Yeah, that's a very good so, point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, the pace he has, he really, I mean, gave them uh, nightmares on that day. Uh, and uh, Didier Deschamps, I remember the France coach, uh, he used him really well. And whenever he spoke of Mbappe during that uh, tournament, he sounded very fortunate to have uh, a player of his quality in the team. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mbappe's form was in contrast to that of uh, Messi and Ronaldo. I mean, Messi struggled at times in a team that seemed all over the place. And Ronaldo had a great start, but he started fading out after the first couple of games. Yes. But, you know, it was a great experience seeing all those talents live at the stadium. And it was just 
around seven or eight months before that, that uh, the under-17 FIFA World Cup had taken place in India, which we both mm. had the chance to cover. Mm. And mm-hmm. we got the chance to cover some, uh, watch some young talents as well. I mean, oh, indeed. Foden indeed. was there. Uh, Jaden Sancho was there for the group stages. Uh, Callum Hudson, Odoi, Ferran Torres, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, and right. so many others were now gradually making their mark in senior football. Absolutely. I mean, you know, all the names that you mentioned, they, they have really grown up uh, well, haven't they? I mean, mm. and they're not the only one. Joao Felix has become such an important player for club and country. You know, mm. Alfonso Davies has shown that Canadians can play football. Uh, I mean, it was Canada women's football, yes. Wayne Gretzky, yes. But, you know, men's football, sorry, they played the World Cup once, uh, mm. did not do much. But now here is this guy who. Bayern Munich go out of their way to woo and he really holds his own uh, at the highest uh, level of football. Then you have, like you said, you know, Sancho and uh, Haaland. These are players that every club wants. Now, Real Madrid president Florentino Perez, his his wrecking ball of a Super League idea having gone bust, has said that they can't afford him, uh, them, uh, Mm. now. But, you know, I think this is just transfer talk and it'll only, I, I, I'll only believe that really if they sign somewhere else or they don't go anywhere because this could just be Real Madrid's way of, you know, letting yeah. other people lower their guard or whatever, think that, you know, so, okay, this Real Madrid is not interested. I don't know. I don't believe that they don't have the money to do this. Yeah. Uh, they will somehow get the money and they're building a spaceship of a stadium, man. I mean, I, yeah. why, how is it that they don't have money? So, yeah. and even on that, even on the training ground, Spain play international games. So, it's a different kind of a club. I mean, so, so to, for them to say that they don't have money, I don't know. But when they say, I mean, it's not like this is a new situation for them. I mean, they have, right. in the past, they have been, uh, I mean, sitting under a lot of debt and they haven't really had a lot of money. But they have always been able to get like, huge loans from banks. Uh, and Absolutely. That, some, some of those banks are in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, both Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid, the size of the clubs, the, their brands, the, uh, the brands that they have built, uh, I mean, Indeed. easy Indeed. for them Indeed. to get loans from right. the, the banks right. in Spain. Right. So, shouldn't Absolutely. be a problem for them to go after players like Haaland, Sancho in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when we talk about the next few stars in European football, I mean, there are so many names right now. Uh, you have players like Mason Greenwood, uh, Aan Sufati, uh, Eduardo Camavinga, Pedri, and so many others. Um, and uh, I mean, Messi and Ronaldo have dominated European club football uh, in a way that no other individuals ever have and probably never will. Uh, and it right. says a lot about the standards they have set uh, for themselves. I mean, when we are still talking about them uh, reaching their final few years, uh, and, and they're still top scorers. <laughs> top scorers in the league. So, I mean, uh, so for these young players uh, striving to be the best in Europe, they will have big shoes to fill. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there are also quite a few names that we can look forward to in the coming years. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at Dhiman HT and at Bhargav Sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. 
This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.